week nine. Wow. Holy crow. Can you even believe that? Believe that it is week nine of this whole pandemic COVID-19 thing that we are all living through on a global scale. So how are you doing? Are you flourishing or just surviving? Or maybe you're somewhere in between because let's be honest, it's probably been a whole lot of mess with some good times and some bad times, moments of peace and moments of chaos, maybe some sprinkles of sweetness in there and many tornadoes of anger and mixed up emotions. Hopefully though, you have found a groove with the kids and you are managing your family's day and keeping it together most of the time. I totally get that for some of us, this time home with our kids 24-7 has been very difficult. Well, for some of us, it's been pretty normal. That's the craziness of this all. Our families, our own temperaments, our kids' moods, and our work situations are all so different. Yet, somehow, we all have to survive. We all want to continue to raise our kids to be good humans when this is all over. We all want to see our relationships stay positive, and we all want peace and quiet in our homes. And if your partner is working outside the home, you may face the same challenges as me. A partner who comes home, sees the kid and me on our phones, and immediately assumes that we have been on them all day and gets frustrated by it. He doesn't see or she doesn't see all the stuff that happened while they were off at work that day. And as the evening progresses, they continue to grow increasingly frustrated because they see us stay on our phone, which most likely is our downtime as we've done all of the other things that we were going to get done during the day. On today's podcast, I'm going to take a bit of a different stance and a bit of a different angle to my usual tech phone opinions around kids and teens. And I'm going to discuss why I think that they can actually be incredible tools to support them. I'm going to give you five reasons why our kids' phones are actually really powerful and amazing tools for them to use to help them not only survive this pandemic, but thrive during this pandemic. Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Parenting Podcast, hosted by me, Stephanie Kennedy, the self-proclaimed OG Lazy Parent. Every week, we're going to dive deep into the concept and methodology of lazy parenting, and I'll share all of my tips and tricks and strategies to help support you in this crazy journey of parenting that we are all on. So listen in, implement the strategies, and watch as your children become more independent, more capable, more self-reliant in all of their things. You'll be amazed as you watch their confidence grow, and they become happy, joyful, kind, empathetic, young adults ready to head off on their own, living their true purpose. Sounds exciting, right? So let's go. Let's all become lazy parents. Okay, number one, communication. This is what phones were invented for, right? Communication. Back in my day, they were attached to the wall and I had to share the same landline, which in olden days, landline meant that it was actually attached to the land. There was no wireless, no cordless. And I had to share my landline with my brothers, quite frankly, until I begged enough to my parents and pleaded my case and actually eventually got my own phone number, that was because I may have been the third child and a girl and I kind of got those perks along with it. But you can bet I was on that thing all evening and many times through the night. It was, at the time, the only way for me to stay connected with my friends outside of school hours. Now, let's fast forward to today and the idea of the phone still exists, but the 
power of this tool has changed dramatically to include so much more, from connecting through texting, social media platform messaging, and one of the newest ways it is being used because of the world we are currently living in, video conferencing. Video conferencing has emerged as a super powerful way for our kids to communicate with others. Whether it is FaceTiming their grandparents, whom they can't visit right now, to setting up a face-to-face meeting with their teacher to get help, or getting on a Zoom call with their school club or sports team, or just a group of friends, video conferencing, I believe, is here to stay. We have learned a lot about this platform and its use for school, but that knowledge has expanded. We now use it for family virtual get-togethers, work meetings, and my husband even is using it to target really large community meetings that would otherwise not be able to take place. So for our kids, their phones are the number one way that they have to communicate with those outside their home, and we have to remember that. Okay, number two, safety. In our pre-COVID world, there were probably as many parents who were using phones as a way to increase their connectivity to their kids as there were parents who didn't feel a phone was yet appropriate for their child. For many of us, we may have loosened up here over the last few weeks. We now have had the time to go over the apps available on the phones and have seen firsthand what a powerful connectivity tool they are. The question is, moving forward, can we find ways to watch over our children and their online activity? Have we been spending the time discussing the dangers and how to use the apps, the videos, the social media platforms safely? I hope so. I hope you have been introducing their new privileges as that. Privileges that they have to earn and that are linked to them showing you that they are responsible. I also want to remind you that there are lots of software options for tracking your child's time on certain apps, their whereabouts, their total screen time, and so much more. I, like many of you, will have to reassess how their access to a phone will look as we reemerge from our homes. While I think I would enjoy the feeling of protection and connection having a phone would give my kids, their safe use of it will depend on my teaching them proper use and my continual monitoring and ensuring that they are living up to their responsibilities with regards to school, the family, the house, etc. And of course, it will depend on their age and how much They have shown me over this time that they have been able to manage the stress, the anxiety, the rules, the regulations, the expectations that have been placed on them while we've all been living together 24-7. Number three, fitness, physical well-being. If your child has not been taking advantage of the tremendous, varied, free online options that are available out there, you and them are missing out. Their phones have the potential to make them the fittest and healthiest they have ever been. From YouTube fitness videos, apps such as Couch to 5K, to basketball, track, soccer, baseball, dance, cheerleading, gymnastics, martial arts, almost every children's activity or sports business has moved to an online platform during this time. And many of these are free or very affordably priced. I know for my own cheer and tumble business, we are offering five to seven hours of programming a day. I have talked profusely in previous episodes about why I so strongly believe that our children need to be moving their body every single day. And I mean sweating daily, pushing their bodies to limits that they didn't know existed. It is only by them pushing past their limits that they're going to see that they are stronger than they thought they were. It is only by doing this that their mental well-being, that their ability to focus on schoolwork, 
to helping their mood and ability to manage all the stress and anxiety they may be feeling during this time to, come on, let's face it, they're going to just be nicer people to be around. And their phones, their phones hold access to all of this wonderfulness that exists out there. So if you haven't already, I implore you to have a conversation with your kids, set out some expectations around what their day should look like and how exercise and fitness is going to fit into that day. Have some honest conversations led by your children about how they're feeling, how their mental well-being is. Are they feeling like they have clarity? Are they feeling groggy and in a cloud all the time? Those things are linked to their lack of exercise and likely a poor diet that they might be having. So go back a couple episodes and listen to the episode I did all about how to make sure that we as parents are showing up as leaders for our kid by demonstrating why all of this is important in an effort to get our kids on board so that they too can make sure that they finish COVID-19, self-isolation, better, stronger, happier, healthier than they did when they first entered this phase. Number four, learning. Never before have there been so many options for kids to take their learning online. And yes, while it is true that we are forced into this situation, it is sometimes through things that are out of the ordinary that we learn new and amazing ways to do something. And while yes, I understand that for many kids, they may be missing that social and connection piece that school provides, I do believe that there are many options to help our kids succeed online. And yes, I absolutely value teachers and educational assistants for their work with our kids for so many reasons, but I do believe that their phones can be the gateway to knowing anything they could possibly want to learn about. In today's time, there's absolutely no reason not to know how to do anything. YouTube is one of the greatest search engines of all time. I have learned how to replace my light bulb in my truck. I have learned how to replace a washer in my sink. I have learned how to paint and spackle and drywall and tile. All of these things from YouTube. Your children can learn everything that they could possibly want to know on YouTube. What we, though, as parents need to do, what is our job, and ultimately what I believe teachers are for and what their job is, is to try and help our kids figure out what they are passionate about, what it is that they want to learn more about, what it is that they want to explore and push and see. It is our job to guide them to use the tools on the internet, their phone, to learn all about it. And yes, we do need to teach them about reliable sources and how to navigate the online world. But ultimately, even without us, they're going to learn through trial and error. So while learning on their phones, their computers, their iPads looks so different than it may have looked for us, don't discard it as not valuable. We just need to find the right apps and the right resources and then spend the time guiding them to learn about what excites them. That is how we grow independent and lifelong learners. And if your children struggle in school, then this is a great time to do remedial work with them. It is a great time to actually understand how your child's brain works. Spend the time with them, if you can, to sit with them and watch and figure out how their brain is working. What are they seeing? How do they interpret it? How does their brain interpret it? And then there are apps and programs online that can take them back a couple of steps and make sure that all of the holes they might have in their learning can get filled before they go back to school in September. So many 
opportunities, so many amazing things that we can help our children through during this time if we have the right mindset about it and if we can prioritize the time doing this as important above whatever else we might be doing. And I'm going to say we spend a lot of time on Netflix, a lot of time on our phones. So if we can take some of that time and spend it with our kids, we're going to figure out how their brains work and how we as parents can best help them. Or if you're not prepared to help them, how you can then help set them up with a tutor, with their teacher, with someone who can help them fill those holes in their learning so that when next year comes, when September comes, they are ready to go more than they would have been had this whole thing not happened. And finally, the fifth reason why our kids' phones can be such a powerful tool is to tackle the final area that our children are lacking during this time, the social connections. Video games have changed, folks. Video games are no longer an isolating and one-person thing. And for many kids, their video games may be the only way they are connecting with their friends in what to them is a meaningful way. All four of my kids are connecting through video games with each other. I keep hearing them say things like, can I buy a pumpkin off you? Or can you pick up those weeds for me? I have no idea what that means other than that I know all four of them are on some video game altogether where they're building a world. But it is a piece of connection for them and connecting them to their friends outside of the house. In addition to video games, There are things like Netflix watch parties. We just hosted our first one for our our cheerleading team. It was great. And while it's not the same thing as sitting in a living room together or having a party and watching a movie together, it is the best way that we have right now to help them feel connected. Things like Google Hangouts, Messenger apps, FaceTime, Zoom, these are all ways that can help our kids to fill their social buckets. Do you know the idea of a bucket? That we all have these buckets that need to be filled in order to feel happy and fulfilled and content. Their social bucket is empty right now because they have not been allowed to hang out with their friends. And so as their parents, we do have to find ways to help them fill those buckets. And their phones and video games are a way to do that. They need this. And some of our kids need it more than others especially if you are working and not able to connect with them as you might wish, especially if you have an only child or if you have children whose ages are quite far apart. Kids and teens need friends their own age. They need to have kid conversations and kid interactions or teen conversations with their friends. I want to wrap up today's talk with this idea. Being isolated for so many of our kids is really, really hard. And we got to be aware of this. We got to be on the lookout for behaviors that might be a sign of them feeling depressed and desperate. And if you're not sure, seek help. Do your best to be there for them. Ask them questions and then listen. Spend less time talking at them and spend more time really listening to what they are or might not be saying. Watch their behavior. Is it a plea for attention? Is it a result of feelings that they don't know how to share, that they don't know how to name, or that they don't know what to do with? Insist on forced family time and meals together. Family movie nights, game nights, go for a walk together. As much as phones can be an amazing tool for them to get through this time, I do want you to be aware of what they are doing, what they are feeling, and what they are struggling with. We have to do whatever we can to balance their time on their phones with time as a family. 
It is important. And I'm going to say it's the most important thing. Thank you so much for your support of the Lazy Parenting Podcast over the past few months. I love getting the notes and the messages from people who this message of Lazy Parenting is really resonating with. You are my people. You are my crew. We are the Lazy Parents. If you are loving this podcast, please, I would so appreciate one ask from you. And that is that you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And my second ask is that you please go and leave a review. It is the reviews that get my podcast ranked higher in Apple Podcasts. And the only reason why I want to rank higher is because then more people will find this little podcast that got started from a mom of four, a teacher, a businesswoman, trying to share her ideas around how to treat our children with respect and how to raise them so that we as parents can just sit back and let them go when they leave the nest. So take a snapshot of today's episode and share it on social media. Share the love that you have with those around you. The way moms are going to find this podcast, the way parents are going to find this podcast is by you letting them know that it exists and that you are finding it valuable. So once again, thank you so much and I hope you guys have an amazing day.